in the know for Wednesday, February 17th, the 48th day of 2021. There are 317 days left in the year. Good morning, MEV. Guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify podcast. On YouTube Live on Periscope and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, the country. Round three or four or five or whatever number it is for you is on the way. We'll tell you what to expect weather-wise. And we will uh, just check on everybody, see how they're doing during this uh, winter weather. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the nose. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's speech. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm so over this. But. Oh, over the weather? <laughs> Uh, yeah. I got it. Maybe uh, one more round before the thaw. Yeah. Uh, we'll uh, get to that in just a moment. Mm. Uh, do you have cold hands? Uh, not necessarily. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, this time of year, sometimes it's hard because maybe you don't want to wear gloves and you got to go outside. And But if you are the type of person who always has freezing hands, swing your arms in wide circles ten times per side, <laughs> then repeat in the reverse direction, and the motion sends warming blood flowing into your hands and fingers making them toasty in a matter of seconds. So if you ever have cold hands, there's your there's your life hack for them. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. What, uh, cold hands, warm heart? I thought she was going to start doing the helicopter over there. I'm like, hold on, let me space out. Let me space out. I mean... Yeah. yeah. Mr. I saw you let uh, you let gravity do its work and you made your way into the lot this morning. Yep. Uh, I understand you had to hoe your way out yesterday. So, uh, I, I, w- I was not the hoeing. <laughs> you were not the hoe? I was, I was not the hoe. Hmm. I had the little salt scoop. Yes. We, so I was digging out a, a tire path. You tried. You you made a great effort at mashing down the snow so I could get out. You but couldn't get to my track. You couldn't get to the path that I created for well, you. Well, I, I was, but the problem was my car sits so low that the tires just pushed the snow up where you had created. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. I couldn't get over those little mounds. Couldn't get over the hump. But as I looked back, coming to my rescue was one Sam Gormley with a hoe and no gloves. <laughs> he, he weathered the entire storm to come out and help me. If somebody Polo wants to road. do something nice for Sam, too, I'm not saying you all should do it, yeah. but somebody needs to buy Sam some boots. Listen, Sam needs winter boots. Sam Sam needs to be Sam needs well, to be manly and get it. I mean, somebody needs to get him some boots. I made a comment the other day about him having boots. I don't think it's about being manly. Loves, no, he he says that the shoes that he wears yeah. has great tread. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. they do the probably question. compared to his other shoes. I think, but imagine what boots would do for you. But I think Sam is such a uh, budgeter. He is so responsible with his money. Right. 
And he also has been well-behaved in the pandemic. Sam doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't have to. That's right. Um, so he doesn't go shopping. He has done all of the rules. So he's a rule follower, and he's a budgeter, and I think that's why he doesn't have boots. I think some some major Cougar guess. sports fans should just buy Sam some boots and have yeah, them delivered to his house. Yeah. Or you can deliver them here. It would be no yeah. problem. We'll get a size for you later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he may not be paying attention this morning because he's uh, listening to the KHSAA meeting. Uh, 100 million Americans are bracing for more cold ice and snow today. When you actually step back and look at the weather pattern over our country from Texas all the way up into New England. Yeah. We have an amazing amount of American of Americans. And in Texas, huge power outages. I learned this morning that Texas is independent of the power grid. It has its it supplies its own power, creates its own, mm-hmm. delivers its own power. It could actually pull the plug from the rest of the country just from a power grid standpoint, but they're having problems because they're not accustomed to the weather that they've had recently. I also heard on the Kentucky News Network yesterday that while we might not be feeling it, in southeastern Kentucky, some of the icing conditions that our neighbors, our fellow Kentuckians there are dealing with, they say some of those conditions are worse than what we experienced in 2009. Wow. One, because of the single-digit temperatures. Mm-hmm. We got cold, yes. but we didn't get down to zero and stay there for a couple of days in 2009. And so, you know, we thought we dodged the ice bullet last week, and we did for the most part. Um, certainly not what we were perhaps expecting. Right. But in the round the other night where we got a lot of sleet, our neighbors to the southeast of us, you know, more toward Corbin and London and those areas, got ice. And so as as we all are acutely aware, hard to make heat without electricity. Yep. You have to get uh, have to get creative. But we are bracing for our third winter storm in eight days, knocking on Kentucky's frozen door, and it looks like it's going to be in the evening hours tonight. Later uh, in the in the overnight hours is when we're supposed to see the majority of it. I'll tell you, I'm watching the models. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it looks Grayson County appears to be, according to the National Weather Service, in a two to three inches of snow band. Uh, you'll notice an additional two to three inches of snow, but it won't notice it as much as if you had none and then had two to three. But we're, we, we are teeter tottering between the winter weather advisory as a mm-hmm. county and the winter storm warning. So Hart, Edmondson, Butler are all according to the weather service in Louisville. And this is new information because now they've pushed it far enough south that we as a county being Grayson, no longer in the warning category, mm-hmm. we're in the advisory category, but that could move hour by hour. So I, what I was about to say is that considering that the forecasters missed the sleet line by 30 to 40 miles the other day, <laughs> I'm not going to get too confident in is it two to three and what hour it might be, and so just be prepared for whatever might happen. And... <laughs> And I'll tell you, like the the Texas government, the Texas governor, Mister Huber, sharing, he told people to get off their butts and take care of themselves. <laughs> Government's not your daddy. That's right. And I'm paraphrasing terribly what yeah. he said, but he did say get off your. So he south of the our, our friends at uh, the Way Three Storm Tracking Team are sort of splitting the parkways into the line. They're saying south mm-hmm. of the parkways is warning, north of the parkways is advisory. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? 
half of Grayson Countyans are below and half of Grayson Countyans are above, so your mileage may vary. So we'll see what happens overnight tonight. Now, Sunday is what you're looking forward to. We'll see temperatures. uh, They'll get cold again Friday night back into the single digits. But your highs are going to increase day to day. And I think by Tuesday, temperatures will be 53. I think there's going to be time in the next uh, couple of days, maybe on Friday when the high will be 29. 29 compared to 10 and 6 and feels feels like a heat wave. Let's go swimming. (laughs) That's what it'll is the lake open yet? So there's what we're uh, preparing for, weather, weather-wise. <laughs> President Biden was in Milwaukee yesterday mm-hmm. for the uh, CNN infomercial. They, they were calling it a town hall. And he took some questions, and uh, he he said that uh, Milwaukee is as cold as the devil. <laughs> Which I thought was an interesting turn of phrase. Right. Uh, he's lived longer than I have, mm-hmm. he, so I would assume he has more wisdom, but mm-hmm. I don't particularly think of the devil as being cold. I don't think that's the metaphor. Isn't it I, th- I think he got his metaphors backward. Is it cold as the Dickens? Cold as the Dickens, I think, is would be the yeah, phrase that we would, that one. Yeah. would use. Cold as the devil. It's hot as the North Pole. <laughs> it's hotter than Santa Claus. I'm pretty as a toad. <laughs> He's on a roll with these. Yeah, I'm smart good. as a tree stump. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He took a stab at it. Cold as the devil. Yeah. When it doesn't land, that awkward moment, you're president. <laughs> Remember yesterday when I said, isn't it weird how long President Trump has been quiet? <laughs> well, he decided yesterday was the day he was not going to be quiet anymore. He heard you. He listens. And I told who, you he who listens. Did, who did he aim his weapon at? Oh. Old Mudbogger himself. <laughs> Um, I told you, Leader McConnell had been very uh, uh-huh. skilled uh-huh. in staying off of the, keeping the, the Trump uh, barrel of his weapon pointed at him. Crosshairs, sure. But he got in it yesterday, and it really caused Lindsey Graham some trouble, because <laughs> Lindsey Graham doesn't know who to pick. Like, well, we can't. The Republican Party is going to be hard without Trump. But, man, I like Leader McConnell. And can't you guys be friends? And (laughs) so what I'd just like to remind everyone of about Donald Trump, Donald Trump is your best friend as long as you are doing exactly what he wants you to do, Mm -hmm. as long as you are applauding anything that he does, and as long as you're saying everything that he wants to hear. And the moment you don't then you all of a sudden become a political hack. You become um, dour, sullen, unsmiling political hack. You then apparently uh, begged for the president's endorsement in in a Senate race that you were going to lose. Hey, to borrow a word from your friend, uh, Trump, that's malarkey. <laughs> M- McConnell was not going to lose in Kentucky, and he didn't need your endorsement to win. I will also tell you this. McConnell, if he has the blessing of living that long, will still be in the Senate when you run for president again in 2024 if you choose to do that. Because the Senate 
And the senators that we choose, Americans should realize, are more important than the presidency. So, and remember after the acquittal, remember he did, he went on the 90, he had a 90 minute press conference when he started there in one room of the White House Mm -hmm. and he did call outs to everybody in the room and then he saved Mitch for last. Mitch, we couldn't do it without you. Mm -hmm. But today he's sullen and non-smiling and he's. It will be interesting to see how true Republican conservatives in Kentucky, whose side they take in this fight. Mm-hmm. I've seen some people immediately when McConnell made his first statements align themselves with Trump mm-hmm. um, because I think it was it felt like you were backstabbing, you know, your own party. But I have said and I maintain we don't know what McConnell knows. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm going to be I real to careful to, to throw a dagger at McConnell until I get to know what he knows. That's Because it was a big jump for him to say what he said against his former president and of his party. Listen, he did not, he did not successfully play his cards <clears throat> for over 40 years and construct – the party and mm-hmm. construct state politics in a way to just overplay his hand one time and run against the grain of Donald Trump. He knows how to read the political winds. Mm-hmm. He, he was doing this long before Donald Trump ever even thought about. I mean, he's been in office national politics probably longer than Donald Trump's been alive, and they're close to the same. Age, so that's, that's a big feat, right? <laughs> that's saying that's something. a lot. No, of I think you're talking about Biden. That's <laughs> Biden has been no. Uh, so uh, COVID nineteen one thousand two hundred fifty five new COVID cases in twenty four hours, uh, slightly higher than the day before, but twenty seven deaths reported. The rolling seven day positivity rate inched up slightly yesterday to. Uh, from 6.57 to 6.58, that's uh, not very much, but technically that's higher. something. Yeah. Uh, hospitalizations on, on down. Uh, ICU increased slightly just by four people or so. But I heard, uh, Misty, you were doing last hour a uh, Cougar Orange. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Grayson County is uh, is orange. <laughs> and you were celebrating that with Josh mm-hmm. Embry uh, right. of the health department. And so now you've got Edmondson, Grayson, and Breckenridge. Which are all back in the orange, a lot of orange in Kentucky now, even some yellow in various places. So uh, that's good, and we are learning that uh, Kentucky is going to get even a twenty nine percent increase in addition to the increases in vaccination they were already allotted to get. The vac- the federal allocation for vaccines to Kentucky will have risen fifty seven percent since President Biden took office in uh, January. And more than 540,000 Kentuckians, about 12% of the state's population, have received at least their first dose. And the state gets about 87,860 doses from the federal government next week. So that's a lot. And one of the things President Biden did say when he was talking about Milwaukee being cold as the devil was he basically said enough vaccine for all Americans by the end of July. Doesn't mean it'll be in arms. But enough vaccine for all Americans by the end of July. I think we, I, I think we'll beat that. Yeah. Well, if Johnson and Johnson finally rolls their one dose vaccine, their out, one shot that doesn't require one hundred cold million. storage, right? Yeah. And then, as we mentioned, Grayson County back in the uh, back in the orange. So that's 
That's good. That's news. good. Let's hope we hope we stay there. That's by the way, I know that's a that's a big game changer on a lot of protocols mm-hmm. like uh, long term care facilities that may give them the ability to modify whether it's a visitation or so. There are just some things. Just the fact of getting into the orange and being there for a few days, you'll see some things that we've just started to thought. Okay, well that's just the way it is. That might get modified a little bit. So well, I had a moose call with Silverleaf this morning. Their prevention specialist, and he said that. He's not been able to come to Grayson County this year because we've been in the red. Okay. So just those people allowed to come in and do some extra training with their kids. Uh, Litchfield Utilities has issued a boil water advisory as of last evening. I have not seen any information about it being lifted, but the uh, area affected is uh, Brandenburg Road between Pearl Street and Goff Drive, all of Goff. Uh, Central and Central Avenue and Pearl Street in that area. Water main break that they were working last night that I saw. Do you all see the photography of the two state troopers yes. working that accident on I-65? Yes. Uh, their cruisers just absolutely demolished. And I thought it provided great imagery mm-hmm. for so what we try and tell people that first responders actually sign up for. Yep. And when it comes to, lo- to Leo's, we think, oh, bad guys with guns. Um, yes, a- absolutely. But also just working traffic control or investigating an accident mm-hmm. and someone comes through that didn't heed the advice of what conditions, um, were capable of doing to the control of your vehicle. And so it's, um, it's, I think they, they are injured, but we will know a little bit more. <clears throat> Have you received any updated uh, injury information on them? So, uh, also, lawmakers won't meet this week due to winter weather. Kentucky lawmakers won't reconvene until next week. House Speaker David Osborne and Senate President uh, Robert Stivers decided yesterday to call off meetings this week due to concerns about travel conditions. Days missed this week will be made up later this month and in March. You know, they've got that short session that they try and spend their days wisely, so they'll just reallocate those to uh, later. And. Have you all seen the shocking footage out of Kenner, Louisiana? Shows a ball of electricity zapping along a frozen Louisiana power line amid the deadly winter storms barreling across the south. Holy smoke. It was recorded by a bystander in Kenner, but was posted to Twitter by an NBC outlet. And isn't that amazing? Wow. That's yeah, I, I would imagine the video is probably looping somewhat, yeah. giving you a dramatic, but it goes from pole to pole. No, I don't know. See, the way I he mean, changes the, the imagery, like he's moving the camera around, yeah. so I think it is. It is just balls a, of fire. Uh, wow. goodness gracious, Gee. great balls of fire. It looks like something, well, if they had snow on the ground, it would look more like Queen Elsa, you know, like she was. Yeah. But right? uh, that's uh, deadly. I've not seen anything like that, but uh, crazy video. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. It's Ash Wednesday, and uh, we'll have this week's By the Numbers coming right up here on In the Note. NBC. Today is Ash Wednesday. It is Random Acts of Kindness Day. We're kind of talking about that in the break. Yep. <laughs> and it is PTA Founders Day today. Oh, well, Harper Valley PTA to you. Yeah, uh, the early runner, uh, the forerunner to the PTA was founded this date. 
Um, it was called the Congress of Mothers. <laughs> oh, I like goodness. that better. Yeah. So what do you do? Well, I'm on the Congress. I'm part of Congress. Congress. <laughs> Congresswoman. <laughs> um, yeah. I like that better. I was. It's... Uh, you know, the it, Parent-Teacher Association's 1897 founding, it was originally known as the National Congress of Mothers. Oh, I thought you – I was going to say Cal, Congress of Women, but it's Congress of Mothers. Okay. I always thought it was Parents Dot to com. Avoid. <laughs> parents to <laughs> – There's mm. some of that, too. Parents to it Avoid. It really depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. can – you yeah. get uh, – yeah, you learn a lot about the uh, PTA. Mm-hmm. Here's this week's By the Numbers, Things We Do. Um, 60% of us have stopped a dinner conversation in order to take a picture of their food. I probably have done that. No, you're probably more sly about it. Like, you didn't stop. Well, no, like, you you just snap one. Jason and I do those dinner things, like we're getting the home chef right now, so they're meals that we normally wouldn't prepare. Yeah. So I will... I will stop talking or, or say, hold on, and I'll take a picture okay. of it. So, 40% of adults have been mad at someone for something they did in a dream. Yes. Every <laughs> time I have a bad dream, I wake up mad at him because he's always doing something rotten in my dream. <laughs> and those are the only dreams you remember. 22% of women say they have given a man a fake phone number. Yeah, I used to do this at Roadhouse. Um, last night... We were watching the pilot episode of the new Keenan show and the opening scene. Chris Red, who's from Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. comes in. He's been out all night. He comes in in the morning when they're getting up to go to work. And he says something. It's a great night at the club. He said, I got nine numbers. <laughs> and he says, she didn't give me the 10th one, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, I didn't get fake numbers. If, oh, wow. And I always wore my wedding band. So if you were asking for my number, then you were the type of man I didn't want to have anything to do with. Mm-hmm. But I would give you the funeral home's number. Oh, I gave yeah. my friend's number. Yeah. 34%, 34% of men admit they have never changed a diaper. Shame on you. 54% of us have no idea how to replace our car's windshield wipers. I think I can figure that out. It's it's not as hard as it mm. might appear. I've never do. done it, but my husband like he loves doing that kind of stuff. Like it's a hobby mm. for him, so I don't even Last hour I heard Misty you had to modify your normal Wednesday theme for mm-hmm. Shop Local Litchfield. It was where are we not going Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Well, to um totally redeem ourselves, here's a new study that shows where you this is actually, it's not a study. It's a list of places, destinations that are open to travelers who have been vaccinated against COVID-19. Okay. So if you've right. had your vaccination Bring and, your you're, and you're good to go, sure. there are locations that want you to come visit. Okay, this makes sense. Cyprus. Back in December, Cyprus became the first destination to announce plans to allow travelers who've been fully vaccinated to enter without having to go into quarantine. In addition, visitors who provide proof that they've received both doses of a COVID-19 vaccine will be allowed to visit without providing a negative PCR test result on arrival. So I don't know a whole lot about Cyprus, but it sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. There's some... Where is it? 
Uh, it's on Earth. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Good. It's, okay. uh, well, that makes sense. I'm not even looking. It's near that it. one large body of water. Yeah. Isn't there a cypress in the Bible? Well, that's what I, I was thinking. A lot of times, uh, so the Bellagio has their Cypress Club. Okay. Oh, now. That is, so yeah. I'm thinking Cypress must be a desirable location, or that would be the equivalent of something being called as the devil. Yes. Yeah. And they, you don't want to step into that. You know. you know, you wouldn't want to have a club around a pool and then label it something bad. Yeah. So I'm going with Cypress is good. Yeah. You wouldn't call it Beaverdale. No, you wouldn't. Even though that would be fun around a pool. <laughs> Estonia. So many opportunities missed. Estonia hasn't just dropped mandatory quarantine requirements for EU travelers. It's also relinquished them for those with evidence proving they've recovered from COVID-19 in the past six months. Oh. The European country is also accepting those with vaccinations from nine suppliers across the world rather than just Moderna, Pfizer, uh, Oxford, AstraZeneca, and the three that have been approved by the European Union. So, Cyprus, going to be Mediterranean. Okay, so it was part of, like, the Holy Land area. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, yeah, right. off of, Okay, all right. So, you know. I mean, it's closer yeah. than, uh, than it is. A- like, after the boot. I don't know if that was, like, in Kentucky. Is there Cyprus, Kentucky? or? Is well, there probably is, one? but it's not one you want to go to. Mm-hmm. The next place is Georgia. <laughs> not Georgia the state. Oh. Mm-mm. That's another thing that uh, I was reading yesterday, by the way, about Trump. He blamed McConnell for losing the Senate seats in Georgia. I thought, that's the biggest bunch of hogwash I've ever heard. <laughs> you're, the, you're the one that lost the Senate races in, in Georgia. Georgia, which sits at the crossroads between Asia and Europe, mm-hmm. has also opted to lift restrictions for fully vaccinated travelers. <laughs> so Georgia was, what, formerly part of the Soviet Union. And so many places we've never heard of. Like, I've never... Nor do we want to go there. Now, I would like to go, at some point in time in my life, I would like to go to Iceland. Yeah, I'm out. But you enjoy. Uh, From May 1, fully vaccinated travelers from European Union countries, as well as Liechtenstein, Norway, and Switzerland, can skip quarantine when they arrive in Iceland and will not be required to submit a negative PCR test. What was that, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty or whatever that was that uh, uh, Ben Stiller was in where he was the photographer and he traveled around that. Iceland? Yeah, it's it's very picturesque. I would like to okay. say, I don't want to go there every year, but I would like to go there once. Uh, Poland says welcome if you've had your COVID-19 vaccine. Okay. Romania says come on in. And the Seychelles. All right, now we're starting the Seychelles is a chain of islands. Okay. So, Where? so uh, situated off the Tanzanian coast, so nor near um, Australia, like that part of the world. I feel like these were places that were on Groupon already, <laughs> right? Like hey. none of these hey. ever populate when I'm trying to book a cruise. No, it's but it's good marketing. They're saying you got your vaccine. Come on, we'll. There are places in Italy that are giving away homes that have been abandoned. You know, there are places that you can, they'll, if you'll renovate some of these homes in these Italian villages, they'll give the dwelling to you just to repopulate some of the villages and towns that have been abandoned. Like Under the Tuscan Sun is one of my favorite movies. And oh, I so just put myself it. in that movie, like, give me the home and watch me 
renovated. That's what I'm telling you. Let's do that. All right. <laughs> maybe there were some people, maybe these were locations that paid for the privilege of being in the story. So we'd say, hey, Romania, let's load up and go to mm-hmm. Romania. No, thanks. Not interested. The seashells, though, hmm, I could be interested in doing that. A new study says slow responses are more likely to be perceived as lies. So if you send someone a text mm-hmm. with a question and they answer immediately, it is human nature to consider it to be more truthful than if the response is delayed. Well, I mean, if you're asking a true or false question, if you're asking me my opinion, then that's <laughs> that's typically when you get that, like, let me ponder this. The longer minute. a person takes to respond to a question, the more likely it is that they will be perceived as lying, whether it is a question about a crime or a friend's baking skills. A pause before replying to a question, even for just a few seconds, <laughs> prompted the listener to perceive the answer as less sincere and credible than if the speaker had replied immediately. The participants considered the fast, faster actor guilty 40% of the time, but the slower actor guilty 70, 73% of the time. Wow. So are they saying that's the opposite? They say a quick answer is more likely to be a lie? Says the participants considered the faster actor guilty 40% of the time. I see. So okay. less. Less guilty. Yes. yes. So 60% of the time not. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, the researchers writing in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology also found that if people thought a slower response was due to mental effort, for instance, having to think back if you had stolen candy a decade ago, the response speed was less relevant. Other factors such as nervousness or being thoughtful could also explain a delayed response they cautioned. Yeah, like what's the question you're asking? Exactly. Because if I'm slower in response, it's because I'm being thoughtful. Yeah, like did you burn my house down? Let me think about that for a minute. My general rule is that it probably is in your best interest that you get a delayed response. You think so? I mean, it depends on the question. I think you'd rather have a well-thought-out response than a reactionary one. I mean, like, did you burn my house down, Mark? Yes or no? Well, let me think about that. If I get the emoji going, hmm, then well, I'm probably going to assume you're lying when you come back. Okay, but to be clear, so when you say that question to me, uh, I know that you all have had a house fire, mm-hmm. and I was party to a house fire at your husband's home where he grew up. Oh, so when you that. ask that question, there are some shades of gray in there. Like, there well, for you, it gets a little ambiguous. Like, well... I mean, I wasn't de- there when the de- house caught de- on fire. I was going to say, define, define <laughs> your house. And could I have been in some way complicit? Well, I may <laughs> have me. to do that. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. Like, it's not as simple as so I thought it would be. you need to come up with another example of a question. <laughs> because, so again, I go back to my mind goes, well. Well, hold on. Well, yeah. how... <laughs> How far do you want to explore this hypothesis? How many houses? As a general rule, the answer is probably no. Right. But you could create some context that might suggest otherwise. Well, in all fairness to you, I had nothing to do with the first house. I agree. That, that, and was right. not, was, didn't even know that you all existed when that house caught on fire. Nor did I. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't put cardboard in the flue. Like in the fireplace. That's yeah, don't the way do that. you don't Mm-mm. do that. No. We, we learned that. It's an important life lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and all the best headlines come from Florida. A Florida teacher, Bartow, Florida, in fact, a teacher in Central Florida was arrested for fighting a group of students. 
in the parking lot at a McDonald's from which she'd just been removed. A Liquindella uh, Clark faces charges of child abuse after the fisticuffs, which occurred Friday night when she hit one student in the face and punched another in the head outside the Bartow, Florida McDonald's. That clash was reportedly the continuation of an incident involving Clark's teenage child that began at a nearby high school basketball game. It isn't clear how or if the episode would affect her teaching status. She teaches sixth grade math in Polk County. We don't know if it will affect her. I'm sure it will maybe at least indirectly. I'm going to go with it is, and I'm going to wait for the superintendent. Oh, it didn't happen on school grounds. I don't need a hmm emoji. (laughs) I'm just trying to think back through my educational history how many times that, you know, teachers might have wanted to be involved in student fights. Well, I mean, we were paddled like they were, you know, beating the snot out Mm -hmm. of us, so... It probably wasn't uncommon to see some teachers at the power plant after school when fights would be held. I'll see you at the power plant. we got to get to a break. You Pick Trivia is coming up here on In the Know. Rule King's Pet Food Prices has pet lovers going wow. Rule King has a huge selection filled with top brands including Science Diet, Tirina, and Diamond. And with the pet food price guarantee, we won't be beat. And when you use the Harvest Card, get an extra 5% back on all Rule King purchases. That's 5% back on pet food, pet beds, treats, toys, and for that matter, everything else. See store for complete details. And if you find a cheaper price, we'll beat it at your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. Hi everyone, Ron Lehman with Wilson & Mirror Bank. Did you finance your home with an adjustable rate mortgage? Fixed rate loans are at their lowest levels in three years and near record lows in history. It's time to get your rate locked in now. Don't let this opportunity to save big pass you by. Call me today at Wilson Mirror Bank or visit us online at wilsonmirrorbank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC, NMLS 403246. Freshly fallen snow is only about 8% water, and the rest is air. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to see that. Freshly fallen snow, 8% water, and the rest of it is air. So. Well, I tried to make um, a lemon slushy yesterday. Oh, yeah. I did. <laughs> With, out of, out of snow. Yeah, out of air. <laughs> but it was pretty much air. air. Yeah. It was, it so was, I had to add ice from the, yeah, from the freezer. And uh, it was not fun. I was going to say, in the end, how did it turn out? Do you Are you glad you tried it or do you? Well, it was a lesson. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's not to a, do it again. A lesson. Lesson is important. <laughs> let's, uh, let's play you pick trivia. You can play along in the comments section if you like, just to show the world how smart you are. Prove to the class that you're the uh, dominant member of the species. If you get three out of three correct, you get nothing more than bragging rights. If you get two out of three, you'll win a lemon slushy. Not courtesy of me. Maybe yeah, they just are. 
All right, here's question number one. You ladies ready? Yep. All right, what famous literary character offers the sage advice, neither a borrower nor a lender be? What famous literary character offers the sage advice, neither a borrower nor a lender be? Is it Ebenezer Scrooge, Tom Sawyer, Polonius, or Albus Dumbledore? Is it Ebenezer Scrooge, Tom Sawyer, Polonius, or Albus Dumbledore? Neither a borrower nor a lender be. <laughs> you all have some weird facial expressions. Are, like, uh, yes, like I don't guess. are those inquisitive looks or are you like Mine almost is, like I'm you're shooting going, daggers at me? I'm going to be so embarrassed if I get this wrong. Huh. Yeah, I'm just kind of stumped. I mean, I can I can yeah. draw a conclusion based on storyline. All right. Christy Buckles is the literary expert, so Ooh. we'll let her choose first. Is it Ebenezer Scrooge, Tom Sawyer, Polonius, or Albus Dumbledore? Tom Sawyer. She said to Tom Sawyer. Misty, who do you say? I said A, Ebenezer Scrooge. You said Ebenezer Scrooge. Mm-hmm. If you said Polonius, you were correct. Oh, okay. And right. just to show you, I don't know who Polonius is. I was going to say, who's Nor Polonius? So I didn't know who Polonius is. Right. I've heard the phrase, neither a borrower nor a lender be, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. I know who uh, Apollonia is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got caught in purple rain, though, and that went sideways. Yeah, so. yeah. Hydroplaned in yeah. the purple rain. All right. Here's question number two. I have a feeling a lesson on Polonius is uh, in my in my near future. What is the best-selling novel of all time? What is the best-selling novel of all time? Is it Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone? Is it The Hobbit? Is it Moby Dick or Don Quixote? Oh, Polonius was in Shakespeare's Hamlet. Yeah, if you get outside the Canterbury Tales, I'm out. The best-selling novel of all time is it Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone, The Hobbit, Moby Dick, or Don Quixote? My knowledge of uh, Shakespeare is limited to uh, good old boy theater on Rick and Bubba. Oh, dear. Yep. To be or not to be. (laughs) Although every story we watch on television, every plot line, every everything is Shakespearean. All right. Are you all locked in? Yep. Yeah. All right, Misty, you get to answer first. Moby Dick. You said Moby Dick. Okay. Beach, what say you? Also Moby Dick. You said Moby Dick. The answer is Shirley Higby is correct. Don Quixote. Don Quixote is the best-selling novel of all time. I've never heard of this. What was the? Uh, you might you might know it as Don Quixote. Oh, <laughs> gotta speak my language. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Quixote. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Now I'm back. All right. What was the first book sold on Amazon.com? What was the first book sold on Amazon.com? Is it The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Fluid Concepts and Creative Analogies, The Holy Bible, or The Brave New World? 
Is it A, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, B, Fluid Concepts and Creative Analogies, C, The Holy Bible, or D, Brave New World? First book sold on Amazon.com. I read an interesting fact this morning about the first product ever sold on the Internet. Yeah? What was that? Marijuana. Really? It was the MIT students that helped create the Internet on a gag. They did a drug deal via the Internet. Shows you what nerds with computers can do. And too much free time. Okay. Uh, Beach will ask you first. Which book was the first sold? You're the book expert. Was the first book sold on Amazon.com? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Fluid Concepts and Creative Analogies, The Holy Bible, or Brave New World? Um, going for the Bible. You're going for the Bible. All right. She says the Bible. What say you, Misty? I wrote down the Bible, but I changed it because I, I've heard this before, and it's something weird like fluid concepts. Like I put B. You did put B? That yeah. is correct. It is yeah, B. It fluid concepts and creative analogies mm-hmm. because I guess it was a textbook that was needed for something, and yeah. so they, they, they uh, that's what they bought. Uh, the Rock is still considering running for president. He said if that's what the people wanted. His new show debuted last night on NBC. Was uh, it everything you hoped for? No, it was not everything I hoped for. Okay. It it's going to be it's got some growing to do. Yeah, I thought um, it was just my mood. Yeah, it just it's and the Keenan show was a little bit better than the Rock show, I think. But here's what I kind of decided. <laughs> I thought it was a lot better. Yeah, I mean it was. It, but here's what I kind of decided. I'm so used to watching Chuck Lorre sitcoms on mm-hmm. CBS. You know, you you take two and a half men and you take the young Sheldons of the world and the Big Bang Theory, which are all coming out of his shop. I'm so used to that format and the timing and the that other things seem odd to me. Okay. You know, they just don't seem normal because, well, they are not what I, my normal fare, if that this makes sense. This one is so storytelling. Yeah. And it feels true. like a slow walk to get there. Yeah. Plus they tried to they tried to cast Andre the Giant and they missed the mark on the casting for Andre the Giant. Of course, mm. Andre the Giant was kind of one of the one of a kind, yeah, so it's hard to. hard hard to do. Kristen Wiig revealed her twins names in her new movie. And so they had not announced she had twins in the last year, and at the end of her new movie it says special thanks to uh Avi, Luna and Shiloh. And that was her way of announcing to the world what her twins names were. Luna and Shiloh are her uh, daughter's names. James Corden has lost 16 pounds on Weight Watchers so far. Congratulations, James. Be careful. Don't be like Jonah Hill. He got skinny and was a lot less funny. So that's my well, excuse, too. Amy. So that's what I'm trying She's to say. There away, you go. Right? And uh, also, you all are for, uh, fans of this. Buffalo Bill's House from Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. You all yeah. familiar? Oh, so creepy. Yeah. It is, will soon be open for overnight stays. No! Would you stay overnight in Buffalo Bill's really house? Well, in the basement. Sure. It's where Jody Foster spends her summers. Do you think they put lotion, like hotel lotions, in the bathroom? I, I, sorry, but I can't do anything but think of Joe Dirt when that story. I think about Buffalo Bill's, <laughs> yes, the yes, Joe Dirt, yes, where he gets in there. Yes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Dang. We got <laughs> to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. When you need someone, someone. 
Bean's point to ponder for today. You, you know, we had a lot of fun yesterday um, talking about you all piling up the Wienermobile in the ditch. <laughs> but it did present me with so many more procedural ponderings. So, for instance... When you all are out driving, Thelma and Louise, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile on your world, world tour, are you only allowed to eat Oscar <laughs> Mayer cold cuts for every meal? Because it would look really odd for the Wienermobile to be in the McDonald's drive through Well, I mean, it may or may not be the reason the second lane was put in. Because <laughs> oh, you, you also tore off the awning, okay. but but think about it. If you're driving the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile, mm-hmm. it 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 speaks. We have all kinds of food. Well, it says it has the meats, but that doesn't mean it has the fries and the and the shake and the. That's right. The so Coke I guess what I'm wondering though is that wouldn't it look odd? Yeah, it would look odd to be in the drive-through. At McDonald's in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. So it made me wonder, do you all only get to eat deli meats is for a, the year that you're driving? Is meat? it a food truck? I'd say it can be. You know, I most mean, any truck it, can be a food can't truck. Can't you cook? Don't they like pull over and cook <laughs> hot dogs and hand them out? I thought there was just a grill on top. Listen, I think if we're driving it, we can do whatever we want. Renovations. We can pull in wherever we want. Yep. I got it. On TV tonight, on A&E, it's the premiere of a show called I Survived a Crime. All right. Have fun with that. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1815, the United States and Britain exchanged the instruments of ratification for the Treaty of Ghent, ending the War of 1812. In 1863, the International Red Cross was founded in Geneva. As we told you, the PTA, or the forerunner of the PTA, founded this date in 1897. Birthdays today. Rene Russo is 67. Richard Karn is 65. Richard Karn played Al Borland on Home Improvement. Okay. Lou Diamond Phillips is 59 today. Michael Jordan is 58. Larry the Cable Guy is 58. Denise Richards is 50. Jerry O'Connell is 47. Paris Hilton is 40. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is 40. And Ed Sheeran is 30 today. Do you think he'll have ketchup on his birthday cake? I hope not. I hope not, honestly. Awesome. Uh, gone but not forgotten. Aaron Montgomery Ward, born this date in 1843. Monkey Ward. Hal Holbrook was born this date in 1925. Hal Holbrook was another one of those actors that was in Roots that I thought of when okay. I saw him. I was like, yeah, he was in Roots yeah. um, that uh, we were talking about yesterday. Let's go to Chart Toppers to 1960 was the year. Yeah, this is one of those commercials, KTEL presents. Mm-hmm. So I'd be, you know, like in a commercial break during Little House on the Prairie, yep. eating a bologna sandwich. This was always the first And yeah, send send seven ninety nine shipping and handling mm-hmm. to KTEL's greatest romantic hits. This <laughs> feels really familiar, sure. right? Well, yeah, I was watching Little House on the Prairie two weeks ago with Mammal. Uh, it's just really embedded familiar. in the whole. <laughs> sure, that's everything I know about Slim Whitman. Boxcar Willie and Percy Faith is thanks to unsold inventory during Little House on the Prairie after school. 1969, The Foundations, number one. With Build Me Up, Buttercup. Never call when you say you will. I know, right? 
And as my dear friend Jimmy Buffett would say, if the phone doesn't ring, it's me. <laughs> Let's Every time. go to... It's always going to be me. 1978. I take you Billy just Joel. The you just are. the way you are. Oh, clear out. Clear out. Here comes some hot sacks. From the album The Stranger. Great album. Let's go to 1987. Samantha Fox, number one, with Touch Me. It's been a hot minute since I've heard this. So demanding. She really is. Not just not just making the demand, but now we're right. creating a sense of urgency. Yeah. The gloves really made that outfit. He was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Not just the lyrics. Hair and gloves and all. I still never quite still not sure to this day why we were wearing the fingerless leather gloves. Yeah. Michael started that, but I'm not, no, he started the one glove thing. Here's the one glove thing. The fingerless wet the fingerless leather gloves. Yeah. I'm just not sure. Were we just trying to be ready to rumble at any particular moment? I guess so. In case some teachers decide to fight us. Mary J. Blige, Not Gonna Cry, number one in 1996. Really, what was that about, though? Think about it. That's... I mean, you know, we wear those gloves for yoga, like, you know, because they have, like, the skid-proof things on the palms. But I'm not sure why you were just yeah. in the 80s. Were when we just, like, we, we were, was not a part of Were that. we suddenly wanted to, like, bust into a bench press or I some guess. kind? Maybe that's what it was. Some... Well, you, you know, you had a parachute a crayon, so I don't know what's happening. <laughs> 2005. Me and Barbie didn't wear those. Mario was number one. Let me love you. All right. Thank you, Mario. You're welcome, Mark. Go back to your cart game. Go back to riding your cart. Hey to Luigi. 2014, Pitbull and Kesha, number one, with Timber. The Lumberjacks theme song. That's what all the Lumberjacks sing at their convention when they get together. They sing and dance and... Record brawny commercials. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today, Lost Time is Never Found Again. Mm-hmm. Lost Time is Never Found Again. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. Powered by